This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The last time a lot of people were out here uh, in advance of a big hockey game, we were playing outside. We were playing right across the street. And uh, we're, we're at Franco. Trip Tracy's here. Frank's behind us. Yeah, I gave him to Dennis. Dennis is he's in good hands with Dennis. I, I don't know. For a, I, th- I thought we were going to get Frank a headset. Let him just hang out right in front of us. <laughs> so uh, do you have a big game feel today? Oh, yeah, this is uh, sensational. Um, there's nothing like playoff hockey. I mean, has that ever even gotten remotely old no. over the years? And the answer is a resounding with caps. No, it's uh, it's terribly exciting, let alone the Carolina blue weather to boot. Oh, it's gorgeous. What what a day. Uh, I'm, I'm sure people will be out here in the next hour to uh, to start. We'll go preparing for uh, for tonight's game. I, I want to I want a big picture this. You know, the last couple of months, Carolina, you know, it hasn't been the their a game necessarily. Night in, not, not night in and night out. The, the record says it 13, 11 and one over their last 25 games. But so a lot of fans have kind of almost resigned themselves to the fact that this is not going to be a, a necessarily a, a special uh, playoff run. But we've seen signs over the last the two mm-hmm. games against the Rangers, the game against the Lightning here. I thought for two periods <clears throat> and then after against Florida, mm-hmm. where when they get to their game, they're still capable of beating anybody. And certainly, I agree with you on all those games you mentioned certainly the game against the Islanders. Oh, yes. And the the game against the Islanders, which was a back-to-back for both teams, beginning of April, what I loved most about that game that I hope applies to this playoff series is Sorokin was phenomenal in the first period in particular, and the Hurricanes, and all teams want to score the first goal. But when when the Islanders get in front of the game, it can be very difficult because of the structure that they play with. They have one of the great goaltenders on the planet. Mm -hmm. And the Hurricanes, after a really good first period in that game, maybe got even better in the second period. And that's where, you know, they stuck with it. Their game didn't change. They eventually get a, a, you know, they, they get in front of the game and they win the hockey game. But of these other games that you rightly mentioned where it looked the way it should look against quality opponents, Rangers a couple of times, Florida most recently in their last game, that game against the Islanders AG really stuck out big time to me because they didn't change when they got down in the game. And that is the crux of playoff hockey because you're not going to get in front of every game. I I do want to ask you about that Islander game because what strikes me about that is it, it can get frustrating. Carolina got frustrated in the second round of the playoffs last year against um, uh, Igor Shesterkin. Mm-hmm. And Sorokin can be the same way. But I thought the first goal that he allowed to Jesperi Kokaniemi was a little bit of a leaky goal. It was one that he wanted back because he had looked like he made the save and then it just kind of found a crack in him and went through. Does that open up your mind to go, look, he's, he's human. We can beat him. Absolutely. And, I mean, look at the game winner. Uh, because Jordan Martinuk gets it, yep. and including Ilya Sorokin, in my view, and I feel very confident about this, everybody on the planet thought that Martinuk was going to go to your yeah. your superstar up front, Sebastian Ajo, and Sorokin vacated the short side. So, you know, those are two short side leaky goals. Yes, he was excellent in the hockey game, but that 
I think that should have a carryover effect that he doesn't have a cape on him because any goaltender is told and taught at a young age with major emphasis that you want to make sure you protect the short side. So the fact that they got two short side goals on him and they had to stick with it to, to get those two, that certainly makes him look very human. Uh, I hope helps them mentally coming into this game tonight. All right, let's, uh, let's just, I want to broad brush what the Hurricanes have been about. This is five years in a row. In the 18 first year, first 18 years of being the Carolina Hurricanes, five playoff appearances. Nobody's going to diminish what they accomplished in those five runs, right? You know, a, a, a title, another berth in the Stanley Cup Finals, and a trip to the conference finals in that stretch. But this is five years in a row. Three consecutive division titles, including two in this league, in this division, which nobody ever thought they would win. What does that say about where this franchise is right now? It speaks massive volumes. I mean, you, you speak about those years and, you know, it was the, the feast or famine portion of the tour, like me at the Taco Bell drive through <laughs> and, and, you know, and it was great, you know, cause you had two Stanley cup finals, a Stanley cup championship, three Eastern conference finals, but to be able to back it up for five consecutive seasons, it just resoundingly speaks about the true excellence of who the Carolina hurricanes are right now. And as I look over to my left, of course, this game will be played and hopefully many games here in April and into May and hopefully into June inside, but the stadium series, which was just the the validation of all validations of what five consecutive playoff appearances can do for you. And then I, of course, because I'm an analyst, you know, like you, AG, I think about the first of these five playoff appearances and the first home game in the playoffs after 10 years without, and then all of that drama surrounding Alex Ovechkin and Andrei Svechnikov. That right there down 2 nothing in a series is where the Hurricanes could have completely lost their marbles and the series could have been over before it ever began. What did they do? They channeled all of that emotion and love for a teammate to the ends of the earth positively, whistle to whistle, playing to their strengths, mental toughness, and instead of it being, it could have been a dagger for Washington in a short series, I felt that that was the turning point to eventually beating the Stanley Cup champs at the time. So I look at that template because that's winning hockey. Mm -hmm. That's winning hockey to not not change the way you play, get more hardened when something like that happens and channel it in the appropriate way. And they should have a wealth of those experiences because of your question uh, of five consecutive playoff appearances. The building, there are any number of not studies, but opinions out there that home court, home ice, home crowd advantage is overblown. But I for 100% believe that the way the crowd and the way this building was in game three gave them a chance to win that game that they wouldn't otherwise have gotten. No. And once they got one, then the belief in the way they played kicked in. Great call. I, you know, one of my game keys on television tonight, the first one is going to be ride the crowd, but don't play the crowd. And, and you're right. I'm thinking, you know, if that game is in Washington, no, they're probably cooked. And so ride the crowd, be energized, let it empower you, but don't change the way you play. And historically in the first round, I mean, the numbers don't lie in the first round home ice, 
I'm not going to say it's a, it can be a disadvantage, but it historically is not the advantage that it is when teams advance into the latter rounds. Why do I think that is? Because teams get so amped up. Sometimes they play with the crowd and they lose their game and they're playing. If you have home ice, like the hurricanes have earned once Mm -hmm. again, you're always going to be playing against a team that's been in playoff mode like the Islanders have for a stretch of time. So their game should already be locked in and they're coming in on the road, not trying to impress anybody. So that those parameters for me is why early on in the playoffs, sometimes if you don't have the right mental approach with your energy and your execution, you got to have both that sometimes, you know, teams with regularity win games on the road in the first round that, that you simply wouldn't win in the conference final or the Stanley Cup. Last year, Carolina was all good here mm-hmm. until game seven against the Rangers. Trip Tracy is with us. Goes without saying, I've talked to Rod Brindamore already about this. They need 86. They need Tavo Teravanen to fully uh, take advantage to get the most out of them offensively. They've proven that they can win without offensive contributions from Tavo and Seth Jarvis. But if they want to advance here, they need him. And New season, new reset, but all indications in Florida were that he is ramping up. I loved his game in Florida. Mm -hmm. I thought that there was another notch or two, maybe three, of compete, Mm -hmm. uh, urgency, the things that he does defensively. I thought he was outstanding in that game, which knowing how much Tavo loves this moment and hopefully many more to come, A.G., and the fact that he opens so many things up. And I think if that first power play unit or whatever power play unit he's on, if it's going to be successful, he's going to have to be a major straw that stirs the drink, establishing the shot, distributing the puck with pace in the proper places. Adam Golden studio with my friend, Coach Pete Theroux, Capital Financial Advisory Group. One of the things you do is you plan for worst-case scenarios. Yeah. Why? Well, because it happens. For instance, you're 65, you're thinking about retirement, you've got a million dollars built up in your 401k, you never rolled that money into a lifetime income plan, and the market tanked, and most of your money in 401k was in high risk. Let's prevent that, putting some of the money you have in a lifetime income environment, then you never worry about market downfall. So call us, we'll show you in writing if you call right now. 888 or you can text Adam to 600-700 and maybe you get some coffee too. If Thursday was an indicator of Tavo, who's had a mediocre year, let's not kid ourselves. And mediocre might be kind. I think it's very uh, kind. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> but he loves the clutch. He's a Stanley Cup champion. He's an international performer. Uh, pretty much you can plug him in for it. I thought he ramped up very encouragingly against the Panthers Thursday. We didn't see there was no morning skate officially. I mean, I saw the the extras skating, so we know who the extras are. Freddie Anderson was on the ice. Jesse Puyarvi was on the ice. That might surprise some people. Uh, and Dylan Coglin and Calvin DeHaan were out there as well. So we know the group. Do you anticipate that we're going to see Aho with Taravine and then Jarvis again? Maybe to start. My one fear of those three guys playing against each or playing with each other, excuse me, is who's going to be the energizer bunny? Who's going to do the heavy lifting? Jarvis has certainly has the will to do it. (laughs) Can you create enough puck possession and hold on to pucks and create the room for 
Aho in particular and Tavo to be able to do their thing. Um, but you have last change at home, and we saw how invaluable that was in particular in the first round against Bruce Cassidy at the time in the Boston Bruins, against Bergeron and company. The Islanders really have three good sets of defensemen um, and four lines, but you have more control if you played those three guys together of who they play against. But that's my one fear when they are together is who is going to create the time and space. But then if you pull someone like, say, Jordan Martinuk, just right. as an example. Now, all of a sudden, you're losing the identity of your team, your checking line. So I wouldn't be surprised if they start together. They're going to have to be effective with flat-out quickness, puck retrievals, because you know they're obviously not an overly bigger physical line. I thought they were that way in Florida in yeah. a game that, as it turned out, Agreed. Carolina needed uh, needed to win. Well, real quick about the Islanders before we say goodbye to Trip. The um, they get Matthew Barzell back. With Barzell and Horvat, small sample size, 6 of 17 on the power play. Without them, they're 30th in the league. So they're below Carolina on the power play. Special teams, obviously, always a big deal. Uh, but just aside from that, what does Barzell bring them? Uh, Barzell brings them tremendous playmaking. Uh, you know, over the years, whether it be Barry Trotz or now Lane Lambert, they're always trying to get him to shoot the puck more. Um, but he is an elite playmaker. Uh, I, I look back to the 2019 second round as we enjoy these five consecutive years, and the Hurricanes really did a job of really containing a much younger Matthew Barzell. He had already blown up positively to some extent, yeah. but they did a great job being able to contain him. And you want to see if you can get to him early because he's coming off an injury. He and Bo Horvat, you know, they – They've practiced a lot together. They had those limited games together to see what their chemistry is. And at the end of the day, this is a reset. You hope it's not a reset for Carolina's penalty kill. You hope right. that it carries right on into <laughs> right. what it's done because that's why the big picture approach of, I think, being more disciplined and pressure points uh, was planned. And then the plan was stuck with which power play both that limped into the playoffs, which one, I've seen it happen before, which one right. is going to lock itself in, master the obvious point, whichever one does is going to have a big leg up in the edge in the series. All right, I lied. Auntie Ranta gets the start tonight. He's earned that over yes. the last, say, what, three weeks. He hadn't been playing a more uh, at least a month, so he's earned it, though. It's it, Debatable point, my opinion has been, Ranta, he's earned it, in particular at home, but you know, wherever he's been, whatever venue, um, he played so well in his first, you know, he, all he could do until game seven of the Rangers series was win at home. Uh, and I have it in the back of my head. I've referenced the, uh, the Grubauer to Holpe situation. Right. It, at some point, I would think, I, I hope not, but at some point, you know, you, if you go to Anderson, you got a guy that it's him against the world. He has a guy that is a guy that has a higher ceiling mm -hmm. than Ronta in my yep. view. If you're going to go deep, and win it in challenge for a Stanley Cup, conference final Stanley Cup. I I personally believe Anderson's going to have to be the guy. I see how it plays out. Very that's It's very opinionated. But I like the way, for all the reasons that you just mentioned, that you start knowing, like I think about Grubauer and Holpe in the first round when they went on to win the Stanley Cup. You know you have that scenario, which I think is actually a great situation for a goaltender to come into with Freddie's talent of him against the world.
you hope it never gets to that. But however it plays out, I do agree with this decision. Yeah, Auntie starts. Uh, Frank is gonna is he coming to the game tonight? No, he's not. He's Dennis is walking him around, and he's uh, Frank is. Um, off of obedience training, and at some point, it's a very well behaved. At dog. some point, well, at some point, I'll get into the details. <laughs> he may or may not have chased down a chicken yesterday. Excellent. Yeah. So no, that's good. That's a great. There sign. were feathers everywhere. That's a great yeah. sign. That's Trip Tracy. Love you. Uh, love you too, man. Uh, go. Uh, you look. You you don't have to get dressed tonight. Just come <laughs> like this. Yeah. It's fine. I'm wearing. A, I'm wearing a jacket. No, we don't need both of us doing that are you ready for the big game at the designery we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game i'm dana merrill the owner of the designery in north raleigh and i am true merrill i am the project manager the designery is a lovely kitchen bath and closet remodeling company we do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house if you want to store things in your cabinets if you want to work on things on your countertops if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy we're the place to help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com.